I scared the hell out of me. <laughs> I just heard Craig go, what? now recording. Folks, welcome to the Tavern Chat Podcast. We are recording an episode of Talking Crit. With me is Michael Battleado, best known as Bad Mike from North Texas RPG Con and Frogard Games. Mike, get that drink out of your mouth. You do have a little bit of a uh, boy juice in here, so. That's okay. Start get, if I start getting a little, little uh, crazy towards the end, you'll know. Uh, you're allowed. And the man of the hour, you might know him as Old Man Grognard, Glenn Halstrom. Glenn. With the shiny bald dome here. Hiya, folks. Thank and God. There's no, there's Thank actually God no light in that room. Yeah. No light God, in that room that's all are, going uh, off his head. Yeah. Of you did not see the video that we see. But yes. Yeah. You forgot, oh. you, forgot, you forgot our fourth co-host, Mr. Craig, here. Mr. Craig the bot, who will be silent, oh. except when Craig goes, recording, as right from the beginning. <laughs> uh, that's, that's why you all love this so much, because Mr. Craig. We, we keep it real, man. We keep it real. So before we uh, hop into the podcast, we were talking ahead of time, and it's been a busy week, believe it or not, in gaming. And not our personal gaming but newsworthy events in gaming. And uh, I, I think that we'll just uh, jump into what I think is the most newsworthy event right now, which is uh, Wizards of the Coast's official statement that they've attached to pretty much every legacy uh, PDF or print-on-demand available at the DMs Guild or drive through RPG, going from 4E back and some 5 year stuff, believe it or not. Uh, but Mike, piss off. Tell him to piss off? Hello. No, kick yes, us off. I'm here. Kick oh, us okay. off. <laughs> well, um, well, I'm really glad that, that other things happen. We don't have to talk about Gail's posting on Facebook. So luckily that's gone. That's passed. So we can just skip that part. Thank God. That would yeah. have been a horrible podcast to have to do. So basically, I'm, I'm going to read the disclaimer. I have the disclaimer in front of me. This is what, um, and I have a oh god, I've got so much to say about this. And it might not go in the direction and, you and, think. And, I, I may go in some crazy directions. And, and, all right, and, and you're talking not about just the typos. Is it? I'm going to tell you right now. I feel that this oh. was written by uh, a minimum wage intern who was told on a holiday weekend, "Crank this shit out," and nobody proofread it. What happened was. So, so, he cranked it out and then he called it in on a phone, and they went, "Yeah, that sounds, yeah, yeah, dude, that sounds good. I gotta go back to my uh, fucking barbecue." All right, Mike Morrow. Okay, it's July Fourth, okay, man. Thanks. Yeah. Well, there's a whole lead up to I think why that is. I'm gonna read the disclaimer first, then I'm gonna go back. Okay. And I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you what the background is, and y'all can chime in too, and then I'll tell you exactly why I think this is what it is. So so here's the disclaimer. I'm gonna I'm gonna read this. Recognize that some of the legacy content available on this website does not, comma, which shouldn't be there, does not right. reflect the values of the Dungeon and Dragons franchise today. Some, which is wrong, spelled spell, misspelling. Some older Dungeon. content, may, yeah, Dungeon and Dragons. Uh -huh. Some older content may reflect ethnic, racial, and gender prejudice that were commonplace in American society at that time. Predictions were wrong then and are wrong today content is presented as it was originally created because to do so otherwise would be the same as claiming these prejudices never existed. Dungeons and Dragons got it right that time. 
teaches that diversity is a strength, and we strive to make our D&D products as welcoming and inclusive as possible. It's part of our work will never end. So, so while you're digesting that, we're going to go back a couple weeks. Well, you know, I listen, have- I, I, I'm sorry. I, I listen to that, and I hear you talk about it, and you, uh, it sounds like if this was recorded, go, and we here Wizards of the Coast, producers of Dungeons and Dragons. Dragons. <laughs> like, the, like the concern for every game. Anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry to interrupt. How do you how do you spell the name here? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, is, it, is, there, oh, is it one dungeon or multiple dungeons? <laughs> I thought it was lots of dungeons. Apparently, it's just <laughs> one dungeon and a lot of dragons. But so that they've had a very bad spring in summer because uh, if you're not keeping up with it, uh, magic cards and, and the ma- whole magic part of their business has been hammered with allegations of sexism oh, and racism. Yeah. Um, they've they've had to pull cards. That, that that some of the fans felt were overly sexist or or had really squicky connotations. Um, there's been a lot of people that have come forward and have said, yes, the um, the people who are doing magic are racist and are sexist. I mean, they and they have they have receipts to back it up. They have emails, they have uh, texts. So uh, there was a lot of. I mean, that that's has come under a huge amount of fire. That they've been controversial. That this was a huge, huge blow against uh, and, and magic, and they've had to do some major restructuring because of that. Um, so add, add to that, um, an employee of theirs, Orion Black, correct? That's the, the name of the employee. Um, yep. Was left Watsy under? I, I don't know if he was fired or quit. I mean, I, I don't know how these things work. I mean, he could. I think he says he quit. Under but he could have been fired. I, it was. It was odd. He has come forward and, and he's named names, or not only named names, but he said, "Look, this is what happened to me." And what it boils down to is, he feels like he was uh, hired for tokenism. Basically, they wanted a diverse face. He's not allowed to do anything. Uh, the company, and and that matter of fact, um, I think some of the allegations where he was talked down to, and just in other words, so they've had a lot of really negative press in the past few months. Um, yep. With not a lot of positive, and a lot of this is because there's no conventions going on right now. There's there's nothing to turn this around for. You can't have a public what? face and go to places and say, "Hey, you know, we're gonna we're gonna play games and have fun." There's really nothing going on right now except for people being quarantined for COVID. It's very hard and, to and do dam- damage control. Right, and the thing with Orion Black is this was just last week, but there are people from uh, the Wizards of the Coast D and D side. I guess they were quasi management or management positions. Uh, I think Greg Greg Tito was one of them that is no longer with the company who popped up on Twitter and said, I should have done more. I should have addressed this. I'm your right. This happened. And you're like, holy shit. You know, apparently the rock goes deep in Wizards of the Coast when it comes to um, issues like this going on. So this is going on. My theory is I, I think we're looking for an easy win pretty negative and it's been pretty bad and they've been attacked on all kinds of fronts i think um oh well let's oh well, I, I even skipped the uh the orcs are really black people um controversy that popped up you know orcs and row or stand-ins for um uh african-american society which that was a huge uh to do on twitter and other social media platforms so th- all this going on at the same time we take all three of those huge issues and i, I think what they thought they were gonna, what they thought they were going to do easy win and we're, we're gonna we're gonna throw ourselves under the bus and say um we acknowledge that the company's been racist in the past 
and the people who work for us have been racist. So from now on, we're going to try to do better. We're sorry about that. We're not going to change content because to do so would be, you know, whatever. But we're going to, in the future, avoid this. And we just want to let you know that if you see things that appear racist in past, um, because I, I know another um, brewing is uh, somebody piped up and said, you know, Oriental Adventures is a very racist name. <laughs> and, and, you know, and, and where, where have we heard that before? Yeah, it's Oriental Adventures is very racist. And y'all are gonna, are y'all going to keep Oriental Adventures? So they're just getting hammered on all sides by by all kinds of of accusations. So I believe they thought they were going to have an easy win. There's a word. There's a phrase I learned. I learned this week. I I learned things, even though I'm an old man. I still learn things. It's called performative activism. Which I did not know what performative activism meant. And due to my more due to my more progressive friends, I know what performative activism is. I'm going to read the definition. Wait, before you do, I'm going to take a shot. Sorry. Performative activism. Is that like a college play? Like, like you're not really, you're not, you're not, you're not no, really, an, so you're not really an actor. That's performance art. That's performance oh. art. And that's when somebody Sorry. wraps himself in tape and pours jello on their head. And it's like, oh, it's Oh, okay. All right. Performative activism it says it's a pejorative term referring to activism done to increase one's social capital rather than because of one's devotion to cause. It is also associated with surface level activism referred to as slacktivism. What this boils down to is, um, I've, I've, I've seen it referred to this in other uh, um, social media um, um, threads. We're not really doing anything. Sexism means we're saying we're going to wring our hands and say this is so awful and we're so sorry this happened. Nothing really changes. Um, nothing they're doing is nothing they said really helps anybody. It's just a kind of a CYA. It, it, like, well, look, yeah. We don't want to address this individually. We're just going to do a blanket thing that says everything we did in the past might be racist. And if it is, we're sorry about it. So they're not really not, doing anything. They're just they're giving a lot of they're giving lip service to the fact that you know. When, when I was a cop, we would have called if somebody's giving me a hand job. You're not really satisfying me at all. You just give me a stroke job, and that's what it is, really. Hey, when somebody mentioned that, I think it was in one of your tank cars tavern threads, Eric. I was like, that means, but it sounds really good. And I looked it up and I said, that is exactly <laughs> what they are doing. Is that they are. Like they're doing so, it, it reminds me of the billionaire who who finds out that his Nike factory uh, paying people ten cents a day, and so he all upset and says, "I'm going to donate a million dollars to you know Doctors Without Borders." You know, which he's a million dollars to him is like a nickel to you. He's just really not doing anything. He's just trying to look good. Right. Say, hey, you know, I donate a lot. Of, I know that I employ slaves in my <laughs> factories in Thailand, but to make it better, I'm going to donate a lot of money to this cause over here. And then I'm going to go forget about it. I'm going to go on my yacht next weekend and party and forget about it. That, that's <laughs> what this strikes me as. This is just them. They've had so much negative press for the last few months. This is the, the minimum amount they could do make themselves feel better and to, and to try to insulate themselves against claims from these people who are coming forward now and, and yes this is a racist and sexist company because this 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 that's that's my theory in my opinion I, i'm i'm willing to listen to you guys and see if you can convince me that's not right or if you think something else oh no listen uh, is it better than the other option which is the start 19 titles because there's, there's, it is. There's it's no better than that. Yes, it is. There's no, there's no halfway. They can't go back and edit 
the old titles because to do so is a money sink. They don't have the money to do so. The thing with the legacy titles, I'm calling them legacy titles because anything from fourth edition prior is print on demand or PDF, which you can't even get core five ebooks in in uh, PDF these days because it's God forbid, print, yeah. well, you, God forbid they get pirated, right? All you can get is the quote basic. Right. But the PDFs, once they are uploaded, right? Once those files are ready to be print on demand. There is no cost. So it, right. are, it is printing money. It is a money machine for Watsi. Pure profit. If Watsi lost the ability to sell legacy products because of their uh, improper past, the, mm-hmm. the legacy of uh, the, uh, the evil writers on them, like, you know, uh, Stephen Marsh and Tim Cask. And Frank Metzner and Gary Gygax and all these other evil, evil people. Um, known, race, known racist. I kid. I kid. Yes. No, no, no but, not but, at but, all. No. <laughs> you know, and the thing is. But you, but you know what they all have in common, Eric? They're not what? making any money for Watsy right now, are they? That's what they well, have in common. They, they, they can be thrown under the bus. Yeah. Right. Because they can be thrown under the bus because they're not going to get paid. Watsi is going to get paid now. If Watsi went back to and had a, I don't know, uh, take out any possible offending material from uh, Unearth like Oriental Adventures, they're not going to go through and edit. They'd go through and black lawn it out because they're not going to go through and rewrite anything. That would require somebody to rewrite. It's very difficult. It's extremely difficult. Yeah, Yeah. we're not going to do that. So the best thing to do from their point of view, if you don't, it's best to pay the intern. They're twelve dollars an hour to write a poorly written, poorly edited. Don't know the name of my own fucking IP. Yeah. Uh, can they can they can they find an intern that knows how to uh, spell properly next time though? There's got to be yeah. one of those programmers. Dungeons and Dragons. Pull a book off the fucking shelf. <laughs> okay. Hopefully you own uh, one, and it'll tell you that when I first when I when I read that the second first time I didn't catch it. I read it the second time and it was on the podcast. This podcast. I read it and I did a double take and I was like, wait a second, maybe I don't know the name of the game. Maybe I've been saying it wrong for the last 40 fucking years. Right? No, I wasn't saying it wrong for 40 fucking years. Whoever Ew. the lot was, that blows my mind. That is fucking... And it's, I think bigger they would have fixed it by now. But no. No. Maybe they're still on vacation. It's a long vacation week. Maybe, all, maybe they haven't come back yet. They're coming back next Monday. But 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 my, I mean my, the point where I was making all that is, is that they've had a lot of here's what's so okay though so here's what's so dumb about this like you said Eric it's it's good they they did not decide they're gonna go back change old material because if you want to hear hue and cry from every political spectrum go back and alter that that would have pissed off everyone because yeah. you know that's just something that you know that's that's I want to talk about. You know the origins of fascism. <laughs> That's what they do: is go back and change books and say, "Oh, the book didn't really say this." I mean, that you're talking Orwell, nineteen eighty four. Then didn't do that, which is good. And then they're not going to stop selling material because, like you said, it's printing money. It's they're they're not yeah. having to do anything to print it. But they're doing the very least. And and the thing that dry, that I thought was hilarious is it's not it doesn't make anybody happy. No. The old grognards who already didn't buy Watsi. I mean. 
haven't bought anything by Wat from Watsy in years because I, I don't need anything from Watsy. I don't I don't play fifth edition. I, I think it's a great idea and I'm glad there's fifth edition around because it's helped the hobby as a whole, but I don't purchase Watsy products and most grognards like myself don't either. Does it so it doesn't right. make anybody that an old school gamer happy? doesn't really make any of the new school gamers happy because they realize this is what it is. It's performative activism. It's not anything real. It, it's just it's just doing the minimum necessary to CYA and say, hey, we, we acknowledge that we're in a pickle right now. We've done a bunch of really crappy stuff, so we're going to do the least, you know, or the, the easiest thing we can do, which is to say, yeah, everything we used to write is racist and it's written by racism, but we're not going to do that anymore. We're going to do better now. It doesn't fool progressives. They're not being fooled by it. They're not saying, oh, wow, they changed as a company. No, they're saying doing the very least necessary to you know, make me happy. So nobody's happy. Nobody's happy, yeah. it, which draw, I, I wonder where this decision came from because it, it just seems like it seems lazy. It seems like it wasn't like it just does the whole fact that, like I said, the spelling errors and the grammar errors in that, in that release oh. are, are oh. terrible. And it, I, I, I almost want to read that because where it appeared was the um, um, Ventures Guild, right? Ventures Guild uh, page, I think, on their site. Right. I almost, I, I'm curious if this was okayed by anybody. I, I'll, I'll be honest with you because having worked for corporations before, I know sometimes people think they're doing a good thing and they will jump out and do something. And later on, it turns out they didn't get an you know, okay from anybody. They did. They just did it kind of on their, or maybe a middle manager said, "Yeah, that's a good. We'll throw that disclaimer up." I'm wondering how far up the ladder this went, and well, if, you if, know, it even, if it even, if it even did, if it even did. Well, I get. Well, I can tell you this much: just from having, you know, read it and screenshotted it, because I can't believe how poorly put together it was. If it was approved by anybody up the chain of command. They never physically were emailed a copy. Nobody oh. actually looked at it and said, yeah, it was on the phone, uh, you know, somebody going, all right, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so listen, I wrote this out. Um, tell me what you think about it. And, of course, when you read it out loud and you wrote it, you're not, you, you read it well, right? Sure. And, and the person listening isn't going, did he just say Dungeon and Dragons? No, he didn't say no. No, they heard Dungeons and Dragons, yep. and then it gets put up there like it is, and and I guess nobody at Monty really gives a flying. Here's the other thing: this reeks of uh, of somebody calling somebody else, and that person calling somebody else, and that person calling somebody else and yes. saying, "Hey, we need a five paragraph a thing disavowing anything racist we've ever done." They saying, "You want right. me to do that? Okay, I'll do it." And that that's what this <laughs> reeks of. Well, you know, and here's the thing. You know, deep down, the powers that be at Wizards of the Coast don't give a flying fuck because they haven't fixed it. It's been up for days. They haven't fixed it. If you haven't fixed it, you don't care. You don't care, which is really a, a, an extra slap. It's like, well, mm -hmm. you went to the effort to put this up it's half-assed, and you can't even fix it. You really don't give a shit. Yeah. Maybe it was less. Maybe it was less to placate uh, their perceived progressive audience, and more to placate, uh, you know, the powers that be at Hasbro. At, but you know, like before Hasbro gets an angry letter, 
And, uh, you know, when it comes down to us, let's put this out there. Because we can't lose our cash yeah, cow. It's very middle manager if somebody watching the, the things that have happened the past month along you know, with the magic and, and then with the past yeah. employees coming forward. That very middle manager like, we need to get out ahead of this. That's the, middle managers always want to get out ahead of stuff, right? When sometimes the best thing to do is just wait and see what happens and then react to that. They always want to get ahead of something. So let, let's get ahead of all this bad stuff going on before else bad comes out. We're going to have a win here. And our win's going to be we're, we're okay. going to declare all our past stuff racist, but we, but we, we, we didn't mean to do it like that. And we're not going to do it like that ever again. That's, you know, that, that, that'll make us look good. Hasbro. Because maybe Hasbro is going to finally look down here and see what's going on and go, whoa, what the hell are you guys doing? <laughs> you know, really? I mean, come on. I mean, what, what is going on over there? This was this thing is like, you know, magic cards are money and y'all are screwing that up. How can you screw that up? What have you done? And the I'll say is, the, the accusations about magic have been ongoing for years. This is not the first. You know, no, magic but blew up. Right. But it blew up this year. And that's the thing. It blew up on cards that were out for years. Years. And you're like, why? Why now? Because there's a pivot going on, and uh, I, I've I've said this before, uh, but I'm going to say it tonight. We, you know, as far as social norms go, the world's always progressing. Okay, what was socially acceptable uh, back in 1800 is not socially acceptable in 1900. And then 2000 came along and things changed. And now 2020 things have changed. But you can't really go back and judge the past by today's moral standards. You're because right. Because it, 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 isn't, it isn't true to, I mean, like, we don't have uh, duels, right? They said at the founding of this country, they were still settling disputes with duels. Not only was it legal, it was socially acceptable. Now we'd be like, "What the? F are you insane? You're gonna challenge somebody to, uh, you know, uh, you know, Glock Glock 19s at, at at 20 paces? Come on!" But back then, it's how it's how presidents were, or future presidents were, uh, deciding things. So, yeah, it, I. I in a way, as life gets easier, all right, as we have more, uh, as as life progresses and you, we are no longer living a daily struggle just to eat and find shelter and live. Now we find other things to uh, be be more imperative, like Oriental adventures somehow being the. Uh, the cross to die upon. This, this is the hill where I'll make my stand. Uh, and I, I've been reading, and now, again, I haven't spoken to uh, any Asian gamers directly, but I've been reading a lot online. And apparently in Asia, in Japan, Rental Adventures was a very popular release because it's basically their fantasy. Yes, it was, a, it was Western influence basically rewriting their their fantasy, their fables, their 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 past fiction. 
Don't they have GURPS? Don't they have? Don't they have a supplement GURPS Japan? I'm wondering how they. Yeah, yeah. If GURPS Command, well, GURPS, GURPS China, GURPS Japan, they have a, GURPS everything. And isn't one of them like a, a, a mystical China, right? Because they also yeah. have. But maybe you know. You know, listen, the GURPS source books. By the way, if those of you haven't heard prior, there's a GURPS Kickstarter going on. Three books. I think it's a dozen books at this point in PDF. Listen, GURPS is one of those systems that you can grab anything and pretty much convert it to the system of your choice. It literally is that universal, and it's always well-written. So just throwing it out there. But, uh, yeah, GURPS source books are... Uh, amazing. But I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure Steve Jackson had his problems with that one time. Probably not. No, no, because uh, you know, with Wizards of the Coast, uh, especially now, last couple of years, has been trying to sell. Like, Wizards of the Coast and Paizo have been trying to out. God, I'm going to say a, a, a term that's going to piss people off, but they're going to. They've been trying to outwoke each other for the last couple of years, and that's really the bad. But they've it. been trying to put their hands up and going like, "Pick me, Mister Kata. Pick me." Ooh, ooh. You know, I understand better. I understand better what my audience wants, and uh, they've been reaching. Both, both well, sides reaching, and I think the worst part of that is they're trying to outwoke each other, and we're finding out now. Or companies have systemic problems that maybe they were afraid were eventually going to come to light, and that's why they're trying to jump on the the train because mm-hmm. you know, the stuff that's been leveled against them is uh, it's not really being denied. Nobody's saying these things didn't happen. You know, oh, it, it's no, being laid right. out there. So um, I, 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 yeah, I wonder if uh, this is a chance. This, they were trying to get a, you know ahead of the curve here and say, hey, you know, it's all eventually going to come out. How you know how we're treating our employees, how we're I, I mean, I don't even know if you remember a few years ago, there was a uh, magic uh, scandal having to do with pedophilia, of all things. They had uh, some of the uh, running magic tournaments were, um, were child uh, sex abuse. I remember that. I remember uh, that. So, I mean, they, they had a huge black eye when that happened. They kind of they kind of swept that under the rug. But the thing is now, we're, we're in a we're in a – I wouldn't say we're in a post-COVID world because we're still going to it. We're in a COVID world here. COVID world is different than regular world. COVID world, um, because of people are quarantined, we're, we're microscopically focusing on certain things now. That before, there's so many stories going every day that just, just flies past and you don't really notice. It's not the way things are now. It, we're, we're basically equal eye focusing now on certain things. And this is not going to go away from this, you know, the stuff about the magic cards. Yeah. The way they treat their employees. This is not. Oh, hey, look over here. We got a convention. Here, Gen Con's over here. Woohoo! Let's go to Gen Con. Hey, here's Origins over here. Let's go to Origins. Uh, uh-uh, not this year. There's no distractions. This is this is gonna be front and center for a while. So this is a little different than you know, a few years ago when hey, this guy that was running magic tournaments, he had 18 you know, accounts of uh, molesting kids, and what'd y'all do about that? They were like, look over here. There's another tournament, and, and here's Gen Con coming up over here, and here's this other convention. And, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll look at that later. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that later. No, no, nothing. Nothing's going to save them now. <laughs> there's there is nothing coming along that is going to get us out of quarantine and get us talking about something else. Maybe when the election election comes up in a few months, but until then, 
sorry, kids, there's no conventions on the horizon this summer. That there is, you know, there's no way for them to get back in good graces of their fans. No, no, and and you're right too. Is that you know people in general because of because of COVID, because of the shelter in place or retail environments being closed down, restaurants being closed down, movie theaters closed down. People are stuck at home, and they are bored. So that's why uh, podcasts such as the such as the one that was uh, uh, focusing on Oriental Adventures. I think I read somewhere that they spent over 20 hours talking about it and picking it apart, all the problems it had as an Asian-themed RPG book. Um, Do you think that anybody would have listened to 20 hours of that shit um, in a normal circumstance? But when you don't have nothing else, you're going to listen to it. How are your podcast numbers? I I think you mentioned before your podcast numbers are crazy now, right? Well, here's the thing. At the initial start of COVID, when the initial lockdown started, my, num- my numbers started to tank. They, they really started to uh, go down because, you know, let's be honest. People tend to listen to podcasts when they are doing other things like commuting. Whether you're driving or you're taking mass transit, oh, I got 40 minutes to kill. Let me listen to some podcasts. Um, if you're working from home, maybe you don't have those options. Now I think people have been uh, so desperate for things to entertain and distract that my podcast numbers, um, looking at today's numbers, my podcast numbers have doubled. Blew my mind. Good, good for um, you, Lucky. lucky. Um, yeah, I mean, I, but I mean, and I think it's because people are now it's gotten to the point where it's like, all right, what's my new normal? How am I going to? I used to listen to podcasts, or I don't listen to podcasts, but I need to find out what's going on in gaming because there's no conventions, there's no game stores to go to for me to talk to other gamers, sit down. You know, my my local group hasn't gotten together since you know mid March, but now in the beginning of July, and now people are listening to podcasts. I was listening. Actually, uh, to a YouTube video earlier today, and it was talking about, and this is from last year, that compared to blogs, which have always been huge, uh, consumption now is moving to podcasts again because it's not a visual; you only have to listen. So you can walk and right. listen to podcast, you can drive listen to a podcast, and it's. It's certainly picking up steam. Now, in the case of, of, of my podcast, I now have it automatically also converting to YouTube. So for those that just don't consume anything that isn't on YouTube, you don't have to look at my face. You'll just look at a steady graphic, but you get to hear the podcast. And if you have a hearing deficiency, I guess you can put on closed captioning and then actually get to watch. I've got it on for you now. There you go. Probably need it. My New York accent. Shit. <laughs> nah, you're fine. <laughs> well, anyway, my take on this whole thing about the, the the announcement from Watsy and stuff. You know, as an OSR gamer like you guys, I don't have a dog in this race. You know, I can sit back and watch it because I got all my stuff. Right. And but you know, when they announced that on there, it made me go back and check my backups of all my PDFs. <laughs> 
to make sure I still had them. Because, you know, I may have a few on like drive through and they keep them on there, but who knows if they're going to update and change those. But as far as like. No, go ahead, Bob. No, no, no. Well, the point is, see, I'm going to relate this to another hobby of mine again, collecting movies, DVDs, and Blu-rays. And this is is something Hollywood has dealt with for a long time. In in fact, remember, Mike, I showed that that Johnny Quest Blu-ray I told you about this Mm -hmm. one? Yep. Now, the way you can tell it's the current one is right in the back says Johnny Quest, the complete original series, is presented as originally aired as intended for the adult collector and may not be suitable for children. There's, I've got stuff like I got the Disney cartoons, I got Looney Tunes and stuff that is rampant with that kind mm-hmm. of thing. And we both talked about the uh, the Tom and Jer- I have the Tom and Jerry collection. Yeah, and they did and, the uh, same thing. Whoopi Goldberg had to do a um, a little five minute statement beforehand. Yeah. You know, they, they got Whoopi in there to say, "Look, these these are racist," <laughs> and, and yeah. but they're a product yeah. of the times, and so not pre- not present them would be yeah. pretend they never happened. Right, I mean, there's some old. Right. Yeah, we just want you to know the context of it. Is it like, you know, on, so. like on, on the tin box, the Disney treasures of like the old Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck cartoons? They have certain cartoons in a separate section where Malton has to come out and do this little speech about this was a time, this is a product of his time, and da 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 da. Before you can even watch them, so this is not an old. This is not an old thing for me. I mean, no, Hollywood's been doing this for years, and and just like Watts, he's just kind of following along. Well, see, and here's the reason why um, with Watts, you know, I see it a little differently, because m- maybe you have to have been uh, a purchaser of the online marketplace of PDFs for a while. I remember when Drive-Thru and RPG Now were separate companies. And I remember right. when they emerged. And I remember when Wizards of the Coast removed all of their PDFs. Oh, yeah, I remember that, too. And when they removed it, they didn't just remove it from sale. They removed it from your fucking catalog as a customer. You couldn't okay. access it because they were afraid that people would download it on, you know, from drive through and then share it as a torrent on the, on the dark web. And people well, would go I'm, running glad, I'm glad they changed their minds. In fact, I was kind of glad they took them off because those PDFs were lousy. Oh yeah, they, yeah that's, they, a, that's the funniest part. Yeah, that they they limited access to some of the crappiest PDFs on the planet. Yeah, but <laughs> they, were, they, were, they were terrible. They not only did they remove them from sale, they removed them from your actual. Yeah, your access. Your, your access, and that was wrong. And so I don't, I don't, I don't trust Wizards of the Coast when it, they they have screwed up so much shit when it comes to how to do computer-wise, going back to 4th edition and the VTT from hell um, that was down. Listen, 4E died and withered on the vine because 4E was going to be the moneymaker based upon microtransactions. D&D Online. D&D Online selling virtual tokens. They were going to sell virtual tokens and they were going to make millions of dollars and they couldn't even fucking make that shit work. So I don't trust them in the long run, to not suddenly go, oh, well, you know what? Yeah, Oriental Adventures, we, we, we're going to remove that one from the marketplace. And, uh, yeah. Well, you know what? Uh, one is Monster Manual. 
We're going to go back and uh, orcs are now just going to be <laughs> lawful. Lawful anything. We'll just, you know, because we changed it now. So they're going to be, we're going to go back and change it. Not saying lawful evil. evil. What the hell? They're still evil. They get lawful evil. But, yeah. but and, I'm, and I'm not saying it will happen, but Wizards of the Coast has enough of a track record hmm. of fucking this shit up that I could see it happen. And that's, that's sad. That really is sad. Oh, man. I mean, you still have the option. Look, the, the reason I, I, I saw people get really hot and bothered about this on the internet, it, 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 it's just, it doesn't bother me that much because honestly, I don't buy Wizard Coast products anymore anyway. I mean, Fifth Edition is a great game. I just don't, I don't play it. But it doesn't change the fact that the whole point of D&D is you make it the game you want to make it. And so, you know, I mean, there's people out there that are still playing tradition the way it was written in the rule book and, and they haven't needed another book for 40 years they still right, have right. the original rule books and so you know it, it's it, it does approach tempest in a teapot and there's a lot of angry you know, old white guys like us going ah oh, or whatever and i understand well, but, yeah, but but i just you know it's just funny to me it's funny because they didn't make anybody happy while they were thought they were doing something that was you know hey we're, we're gonna we're gonna hit a home run here this is gonna be really good and instead, all I did was right. piss everybody off because everybody's like, you know, this is the dumbest thing ever. So, it's not enough for those that wanted stuff to either be pulled or edited to reflect uh, what they perceive to be today's uh, right. parameters. And for those like me um, who say it's a product of its time. And we should just, you know, leave it be. Now it's like, whoa, those times, uh, pretty much everybody was prejudiced and it was wrong. Okay. But at the time, you're, you're viewing it with, 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 with glasses from 40 years. It's like, and I made this argument elsewhere. If we are told in general in the West that we should not judge other cultures and other religions based upon our morals, our way of viewing the world. Right? We're always constantly told that. Mm -hmm. uh, then how are we judging 40 years ago by our current standards? Or 400 years ago? You know, there's people on... There's people, there's people on the web who get bent out of shape that you're playing the game the way you're playing it. Because and see, see this lead, oh, this also leads into kind of gatekeeping, because yep. you know it's like, oh, you're playing with that game that is racist and all this other stuff. You shouldn't be doing it. You shouldn't be playing that game. You should be playing this new hoo ha game, new edition where it's all, you know. And that to me, that's a form of gatekeeping, and I don't like it. Don't like it at all. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah. it, it, look back at the hit. Look. So I'm the first one to look back at the history of the game, and I, I have been fascinated um, by the continent of Africa my entire life, and I have read dozens of books on Africa, on the creation of Africa, on African tribes. I mean, I just, I've always been fascinated by Africa. And I'll say right off the bat that the representation in early D&D products until about, I don't know, mid-90s was, was not good. It was terrible. I, I mean, I, I don't think a lot of uh, non-white gamers... I felt absolutely comfortable with the game because there's just not a lot of representation there. 
and I don't know if that's by design or if that's just, you know, product of the times. No, that, that's just something that's not there, and you well, can't really argue that. Right. I mean, it, it's not. Um, right. I, I don't think representation really started rolling into maybe third edition, third edition 3.5, when you started seeing actual artwork that featured people who weren't white, you know, and, and weren't um, – now, now you, you weren't – didn't feature um, – Women, but the problem is the women that were featured in early D D products were the uh, the gorgeous uh, new yeah. with like no clothes on. You know, I mean, so that's that right. that's different. That's a different. <laughs> that's, that's just that's probably just as bad too. Uh, although there were, you know, there, there's several um, um, prominent women that feature in some of the early products and actually some of the early artwork. But but people of color, there's not there's nothing. There, there's no representation there until third edition. Well, and so I mean, remember you can't, you, can't, you can't argue that. That's just that's just. No, I was going to say, when I was in the RPGA, I remember, I remember uh, Watsi starting up, you know, they had Living City and Living Forest, but they also had Living Jungle, which took place in Chult, oh, oh, all that right. kind of Africa, with, you know, they had dinosaurs and the Africa, African people and all this other stuff. So they're starting but, to work on that kind of. It, it was very, they're, the problem I think with the early representations of Whites is it was very stereotypical. You look at a product like uh, Drums on Fire Mountain. You look at a product like um, one of my favorite products, uh, the Forbidden City, where, where you have to talk to a native leader before you go to the um, Forbidden City and his his sons being held captive there. Uh, they actually don't mention any point whatsoever. Um, being a native, they're probably you know people of color. It's not mentioned, but you know you, you have to assume that, right? right? But they're Presented a very stereotypical. Um, I mean, you can go mention. all the way back to Isle of Dread with the Isle of Dread. Yeah, yeah there's another one there too. And uh, the yeah. Isle of Dread, they're they're presented they're presented very stereotypically. They're they're you know they're just not not presented in a very progressive way at all. But that, you know, that's the state of the hobby back then. So I I don't think you can people that are getting all out of shape and and out it shouldn't get that bent out of shape. Now what they should get get out of bent out of shape about. Uh, Wizard of Coast is not offering a, a better alternative. Not, they're yeah, not saying, right. you know what, because of what's going on in the world, we're offering a, we're going to have a game world It's going to be based in um, in this uh, continent, and it's going to be people of color, and they're going to be rulers, and they're going to be ma powerful magicians, and they're going to be fighting great evil. Um, one of the first, in my own game world, one of the first campaigns I ran in there was a, a, a continent called Delos, and I had a tribe there called, or basically it was Delos run by a tribe called the Ashante, which is an actual um, um, a tribe of actual Africa. I, I took that from my reading. Fighting a centuries-long conflict with the with the Plateau of Shadow, which is a plateau and it was filled with sh evil shadow creatures. And they held back these shadow creatures from taking over the world. They had warriors that were stationed, you know, to not, not let anything bad off the plateau. And when your characters went to this continent, they would find out that this is like this age-long tradition. These, these people were raised as powerful wizards and priests and warriors to keep these shadow beings back. Not to toot my own horn, but that's more that's a positive representation that the coast has never done. They've never had nope. that kind of right. representation where you say, "Hey, this is cool, man. I want to play in this campaign, and it's based mostly around people of color, and it sounds cool. You know, they're they're doing cool things. They're not stereotypes. They don't have a bone through the nose or whatever you know ridiculous stereotype people may have. This is great. The problem is Wizards is not offering that. They're not saying instead of you know, um, instead of saying that 
they're doing is they're saying um, you have to play orcs now as 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 not evil because we're we're gonna admit we're gonna admit to you that orcs have been a stand-in for black people all these years, which is ludicrous. That they but they're basically saying that they're saying we're gonna admit that you're stand-in. So now you have to play orcs as you know is not evil. Where's you know how, you know how I can, you know how I can see them changing orcs, try have them play them as Klingons. I always play that way anyway, Glenn. So that that, that is good. You know, be, I mean, proud, be, be proud. Fierce warriors. I, I always, yeah, that's how they are in my campaign. But the point is that well, why don't they just present a positive view of people of color? Isn't that easier to do in the long run? The change yeah. of orcs and just and just say, you know, instead of we made mistakes. Here, here's here's what your press release said. We've made mistakes in the past in regarding um, certain aspects of culture, uh, including sexism and racism. What we're going to do to treat this positively is. We're going to start a new game world. It's going to have a very positively portrayed um, group mm -hmm. of people, and you're going to want to play these characters. You're going to want to play this world. It's going to be very positive, and you're going to enjoy this. Instead of just going around the edges and, and just on this platitudes, you know, oh well, that takes, that takes work. That takes work. Listen, no, yeah, well, I know you're right. right. Listen, Kevin Crawford did what? Spears of the Dawn, amazing. OSR rule set. Which drew upon African folklore. It's it's, it's it was the, probably the best treatment I've I've seen of, of such. Um, then the uh, the pundit he did a a game what was uh, based on Indian folk. As of Adira, yeah. As of Adira. Uh, I can throw in one more too. Um, the the the, the Yambi, um book is for third edition. It's mm -hmm. excellent. Excellent. The guy, I don't remember who did it. I'm sorry, I don't remember the name, but it's called uh, it's N Y A M B E Nyambi. If you're going to play an African or jungle based campaign, that is an excellent book to read. It treats it very respectfully and it's very historical too in, in their background. But yeah, besides those, there's but, really not a lot to choose from. That's no, that's that, now here's the thing you can't fault the uh, early creators. Why? Because uh, RPGs, role-playing games, were built upon wargaming. The wargaming community was overwhelmingly white and overwhelmingly male. And middle-aged. And middle-aged. It's just got older. So it wasn't until RPGs started going mainstream that we started seeing a significant influx of right. not just minority gamers, but female gamers. The thing is, it didn't change who the creators were at the time. That's because right. The creators were still uh, coming from that same initial section of uh, of gamers. Mm. Okay. Um, when I played in high school, we had Asians in my my group. We had blacks in my group. We had uh, my group in college had women in our group. It was uh, a, a well integrated group in the late. Late, uh, mid to late 80s. It was happening, but the people that were writing were uh, 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 admittedly all white males. And is it like a lot of other industries at the time? No, pretty much uh, you get hired based upon who you know, not necessarily the skill that you have. Back then, I'm sure. Right. right. You know? You're right. Yeah, you know, even today. Well, today the barrier is lowered. Remember, we're talking with when we come to the pundit. When it comes to uh, Kevin Crawford, they've published some very successful books 
that were self-published because we have the technology to do that now. And what is the coast is basically saying, you know what, we will uh, we will uh, add in uh, color, we will add in uh, genders, we will we will wave our flag, but we are not going to spend the money to actually invest in something sure. that would be uh, Afrocentric right. or a legitimate Oriental Adventures book. I think uh, it's so well, but they're not going to waste money on that because you don't even. They don't um, imagine, imagine the the feedback instead of the the probably good drivel we've been given the past week from that company. Imagine instead they come out with a statement like I said. They said, "Look, we're hiring." Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I, I mean, I, I don't know. Uh, I mean, the first uh, person is is Michael Pondsmith because he's one of the most uh, famous people of color in our hobby. Great guy, but but somebody like that. that. We're we're hiring, you know, this guy who basically this is you know he's a African scholar and he he is going to write for us a setting that's going to knock your socks off. It's gonna it's going to get rid of you know it's going to hurt these accusations that we're racist because we're going to put our money where our mouth is. We're going to create a game world where people of color are. Are the, the supreme, you know, adventures in this world, and you're going to want to play this world. And imagine the feedback to that, which would have been, I, I think, positive. Nobody doesn't want to see a new game world, and especially one based on a trope that's not been used before. There's been very few well done campaigns. We just pretty much named the all the source books there are yeah. having to do with, um, you know, with uh, the kind of the African dark continent thing, you know, Niambi and then uh, uh, Spears of the Dawn. I mean, there's just not a lot, right. And so, and they surely haven't, you know, done one, and it's been done. I, I don't think. I don't think the best way they could have done it. Instead, we were just given this, you know, faint and dodge. You know, we're gonna we're gonna really dodge the issue here, and we're not we're not really gonna um, face the issue. We're just gonna say everything we did was racist, and and please forgive us, and we'll do better next time. Instead of like like you said, Eric, they're not actually putting any throwing any money at the problem, hiring anybody to deal nope. with it. Or doing it in a positive way that brings the community together, because, like I said, I, I, I'm nuts about it. Uh, anything Africa or African continent, I, if if Wasi announced they would do something like that, I would buy it. I don't buy any Wasi products, but I'd buy it if it was well written and well done. Just because I'm fascinated by the African continent, um, yeah. and and just the whole history and just just the adventuring opportunities. I mean, look at the, I mean, the, the you know, look at the. I like Pulp Fiction a lot. Look at the kind of. Pulp fiction background you can go to with a lot of the you know African continent, the dark continent. Yeah, yeah, you have oh you know, kind of the dark continent. Yeah, you have the super city that's really science, kind of like a Wakanda thing going. I mean, there's so much you can do with it. There's so many things you can do with that that nobody has even touched yet. And, and instead, we're just given you know just boilerplate, stamp it. We're not, we're not racist, you know. Well, or we were racist, but. You know what it feels like? Okay, it feels like uh, I, I, I'm raised Catholic, and my joke is I'm a practicing Catholic. I never get it right, and I never will. But uh, it's, it sounds like some kid going to one of his early confessions, and the priest is like, okay, well, you know, uh, kids are kidding. Forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. It's been six years since my last confession. Okay, well, what? Well, um,. Yeah, I uh, took $2 from my mother's purse, 
And oh, and I said a four-letter word. And you're not talking about your real sins. You just talk about your because you just want. And then so uh, we'll say three Hail Marys and two Our Fathers. Well, thank you for it. And and let's move on. Yeah, but now, but now, if you get a priest that's actually interested in you, or actually understands the faith a bit better, then you get somebody going. And so, how are you going to change going forward? And it's like what? See, yeah, which of the coach is not doing that? They're not like, well, yeah, we'll just we, we, we repent and we're gonna do no, no. Don't just say you're gonna do better. What are you gonna do better? Well, um, we're not gonna be as as prejudiced and sexist, and 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 uh, a portrayal of, of well, gypsies is not gonna be as gypsies anymore. My opinion uh, is yeah, right. if somebody truly apologizes and say I won't do it again or I'll do better. It's on them when a corporation says it. They better back it up with what they're going to do. A person, right. I could say, okay, fine. You're not going to do it again. I'll take it your word. I'll go on. A corporation is too many people. You got you to gotta nail something. What are you doing about it, basically? Like we've all just discussed, it's, it, it, I'm not saying it's an easy job, but I'll tell you right now, the reason why you, it, they, it hasn't come up uh, in public is because it's a time and money sink. And right now, Wizards mm-hmm. of the Coast has no, has really no creative staff. It's not like the old days when they could go to the bullpen, like 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 the old Marvel comics, right? And and let me pick uh, you for the writer and you for the editor, and and those are my artists for the new comic book. Or right. you're going to be you're you're going to be writing uh, uh, Monster Manual two. All right, get to it. Um, it's kind of like oh shit, we got to farm this out. Uh, and we farm it out. That means we got to actually pay money out oh now you said like mike pondsmith would be a great person to do but you know what i got a feeling mike pondsmith would tell him go fuck yourselves if you really were interested in doing something like this you would have done it when it wasn't for you to go ooh, ooh, ooh! pick me mr kata pick me look at me look how progressive i am you would have done it because it was the right thing to do not to fucking score points He's, I mean, I didn't mean to just throw Mike's name no, out there as, as no. token black, token black developer. I mean, he's just he's one of the nicest guys in our hobby. He's one of the most intelligent people. Yeah, I, mean, I love him. But, but, I mean, he's, he's, he's he he, but he, you know, his 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 ballywick is cyber stuff. So I mean, he's he, he wouldn't be yeah. the best fit for this. I, I just threw that as an example. I mean, I didn't mean to pigeonhole anybody, but, but I'm just right. saying is that they they could find somebody. That, that that knows what they're doing to, to put their money with their mouth as and say we're actually going to make an actual change here instead of what they did do which was the the bare minimum to people off their back which i don't think i think it backfired anyway so <laughs> that didn't work that didn't work as planned uh, really well I you know it col- coloring uh, taking generic characters in a default western style fantasy world like i don't know forgotten realms and now declaring, oh, oh well, the, the bartender is black. And this bartender is, uh, well, I guess we, can we say Asian without actually saying, well, uh, all right, we'll say Asian. You could do all that and, and make your fantasy world an integrated United States, which is fine, too. It's fantasy. But you could also say, hey, you'd like to do, like you said, an African setting. Well, within the Forgotten Realms, <clears throat> have it be, you know, be prominent. Why do we? Why does Wizards of the Coast have to uh, reinvent the wheel each time? Oh, let's bring back Dark Sun. Let's bring back Ravenloft. Let's bring... 
get something new. But that, requ- again, requires money and investment. It's the same reason that, that 90% of the movies that come out are either based on a TV show, equal to a movie, or they're redoing an old movie. Because Hollywood has no new ideas. And this, I, I, I hate to say it, you think it's impossible. The gaming companies may have no new ideas. I don't know, because as much as they get to the cash cow of reprinting you know, two Mahoras and Elemental Evil, whatever, you know, it makes me wonder if they have any new ideas at all themselves, or if they have very few, because they seem to just keep, uh, you know, going back to these cash cows, uh, yep. you know, while profess- professing to hate what they stand for, they're, they're not, you know, above making money off them, hell no. No, make money off Tomb of Horrors has been redone how many times now? For how many different editions? I mean, come Can't, on. I don't have enough fingers. I don't Remake, know. sequels, you name it. Yeah. I mean... How about come up with the next really cool killer dungeon? <laughs> Why keep redoing Tomb of Horrors? You know, do it. Do something mm. new now. You know, that's, it drives me crazy. The same thing when I see a movie based on something. That, like, Why are you doing a Starskin I mean, Hutch movie? I, I, mean, I don't look care. At- a new movie based on two funny cops that run around. I mean, Tales from the Yawning Tales from the Yawning Portal, which is a redo of Tomb of Horrors and about a half a dozen other old theaters. Dozen others, yeah, yep. And and, and uh, what, what's the the one that bought? Well, um, yeah, look, Secrets of Saltmarsh, same thing. And the one that bothered me, the Human Mad Major. It's like you better leave Under Mountain alone. Well, I certainly leave it alone. Those maps were. Impossible to use. Oh, I love those maps. Oh, I, can man, bre- I, I love Under Mountain. I can, I can break Joker. stuff off of here. Yeah, I got Bolts box sets. It's like I can yeah. break stuff off. Get out of here. Uh, I know. It's, I it's, old, it's old schooly. It's old schooly, man. It really is. Yeah. Oh, but no, it's, it, it, there are times I just think they're taking our to- you know, our old, the old, the old <laughs> first they're taking our toys away. That's the way it feels. And you can play and I understand what look, look, and there's a lot of. I mean, I understand the anger of a lot of grognards, and I, I understand why they probably overreact into this because you know it, it's like Glenn said. When you take your toys away, it, it'd be like if you know Scooby Doo came out. Hey, we're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna new season Scooby Doo here. It's gonna star. You know, this guy's gonna be Asian. This guy's gonna be black. Uh, Velma's trans. Uh, they, I mean, just it just totally switches it up. Scooby Doo's not even a dog anymore. Scooby Doo's a ferret because ferrets are more popular. People would yeah. absolutely flip out because, oh my God, this isn't Scooby Doo anymore. You know, but it's also it's it's not written for you anymore. Obviously, well, well, Watsi, if that's what they're gonna do. Watsi has proved that they can take a, with Curse of Strahd. To me, they proved they can actually take an established character and write something new around it. Which is, if they're gonna do that, they'll just take. You know, somebody well known like that, and just write it like Mordenkind or or Volo, or somebody like that, and just write another adventure around them. Do your own thing with them. That's what that's what happens. That, that but that ends up happening to every form of media. And, I mean, look, if you don't know the story of Arthur Conan Doyle, the reason he killed off. Um, Sherlock Holmes, Sherlock Holmes. The, the Reichenbach Falls, was because he was tired of writing him. He he couldn't think of anything yeah. new. And, but he was a prisoner of his own success because right after he kills him off, everybody flips out. They just badge well, him. Well, he, so he, got, he got a couple of years of like, you know, maybe that's all he needed was like a little downtime. I just need to, he needed to revamp. But I, I, I always understood he came back against his, against his best wishes because they just offered him a truckload. We're going to back a truckload of money up to your house and dump it there. 
much well, nobody was eat. nobody nobody was bought nobody was buying and reading his lost world stuff that's why oh. i mean they and they from what i understand he asked for even more money than that and they said okay sure because that's how crazy we were about sherlock holmes so he's in fact he would in fact two of the two of the novels uh holmes solves it in the first half of the book and the second half is this whole backstory about how it got this way and it's like conan Doyle just took one of his other novels and adapted it into the back half of this Sherlock Holmes novel. And I know one of those novels is Hound of the Baskervilles. What was the other one? I can't remember. There was a no, no. Hound wasn't. No, Hound didn't sign the four. So Hound was okay. Uh, Valley of Fear and a study of fear and study of Scarlet. Valley study of Scarlet. Holmes solves it the first half of the book. The second half is what happened up to that point, which had nothing to do with Holmes. And then he comes in at the end to sort of wrap it up. And the, 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 the Valley Fairy does the same thing. And the second half is all about the Molly, the, the, the Molly Maguire's fiction. Molly Maguire's, yeah. Fictionalized. And he does the same thing. So it's like, like okay, I'm going to get my other stuff in whether they like it or not. So, so this isn't a new problem. This is something that, no. you know, people right. have always, you know, yeah, keep going back to the well. And like, well, I don't want to write Sherlock Holmes anymore, but you got to write Sherlock Holmes. Well, I think we have the same thing. People now are kind of like, you know, I don't want to write general pseudo Tolkien. No, elf, I mean, whatever. I, I want to do something new. Well, no, no, no. All that sells is pseudo European Tolkien crap. I mean, so you got to start writing. That's what you got to write. But I don't want to write evil, that. Evil. I got to write that. Right. I want to write. I want to write something different. No, you got to write that. Oh, I don't. Okay, I, write. Right. I have a. I, I have a question for the two of you, and I'm always going to do like like the McLaughlin report when we were younger. Grand's, right? Grand's tomb. Uh, okay, I, no. I, I asked no. you, Eric Dengar. <laughs> I asked you, Goodman Gaines. Classic reprints. Are there future ones gonna have the same disclaimer that Wizards of the Coast has in their PDFs right now? Glenn, yes or no? Hell yes. You right. Know, nice. Fall, yes fall or no? Nice. Yes, of course they are, because that's the only reason they're able to do those is because they're uh, they're making money off old products. So of course, yes. Of now, course Eric, if you if you were Dana Carvey doing them, you would go wrong. No, well, but, you're right. Oh, I couldn't oh, do it. That's right. That oh, that the the McLaughlin report was great. Yeah. He would do that. Yeah, wrong. Yeah. <laughs> he go next guy. Yeah. I, used to, I, used to, I used to call. No, it's uh, not. You're wrong. I used to call RFI to meet the press of, of role playing podcasts. He used to call Saber Die the McLaughlin report of role playing podcasts. <laughs> At Bacos Hammer is the sports center of role playing podcasts. Uh. There, but there you go. Look, that's a good example of a way that the Wizards of the Coast is making money off. I mean, how many of those have done so far? They did Isle of Dread. They did B1, B2. They did, mm -hmm. um, oh my God, they've done uh, Barrier Peaks. They're doing, right. I, I've heard they're doing Temple of Elemental Evil. That's, that's one coming up. I believe it. Um, they did uh, uh, Castle Amber. Under, did they do Castle Amber? No. I mean, I under under Mountain, Salt Marsh. Um, I was, just, I was just talking about the ones Goodman did. That, those are the ones they farmed oh, out. Oh, good. Oh, the, oh, the, the reprints. Yes. Yeah. I'm thinking I wasn't well, going to get them. Rewrites. Yes. I was. I wasn't going to get them because it's like five e. But then I find out like they got the original in there too that they clean, yeah, cleaned up. They have a little bit of new material. And, and it's like no, the, the Lost City is the fourth one. Lost City. City. Lost City was the other one. Yeah. Which I yeah. They do have yeah. some new material. It's it, worth giving for. There it is. Uh, now available in the online store. I just looked lost it here. There you go. Yeah. There you go. I think the next one's going to be 
swear I saw Castle Amber in there somewhere, but I don't, I don't know. Yeah, the, the, yeah Wizard, Wizard of the Coast is uh, they're farming it out to make money. Yeah, they're not even putting their own fingers with it. How the hell with <laughs> them? We're gonna go play Hell with them. We're gonna go play Astonishing Swordsman. Anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's uh, yeah. get some money. How about that? Anyway, yeah, folks, go play Astonishing Swordsman. Uh, by the way, that just reminded us. Oh! Just saw the cover of a. Uh, Lost City, and, and we lost uh, Jim Holloway last week. I, for, I just forgot about that. Yeah, right. you, uh, you know. Oh, you know what? I got you. You know, Mar you know, Mark Hunt, who's doing the Gangbusters BX. He was yes. trying to get Holloway to do some new art for the new Gangbusters. Oh, because he did all and the original like, Gangbusters, oh. didn't he? Yeah. Yes, he uh, did. He wanted to do. Uh, some new, oh, he wanted to get him for the new It's like, oh, yes, it would have. More gangster oh, art yeah. out of Holloway. I I loved Holloway's paranoia art. I mean. That's really that's where I remember him first. It's funny. I've seen yeah. the, old, the old PSR. Then I went back and oh, he did the D&D the, the, the stuff. Oh, my yep. gosh. Yeah, his, his paranoia stuff. It, it, his it, paranoia oh, stuff. It I, really, I used to, it really got the game. He understood it. it yeah. it's a, it's a, every character I saw, I could tell it's Holloway with the rings around the eyes. Yes, that's Holloway. Yep. So. But I loved his work. Um, Additive. Yeah, doggone it. Well, anyway. Other stuff going on in the online communities. Are, I know a couple of people that are OSR-related have had their Facebook accounts hacked. Yeah, you uh, said Vince has. Uh, yeah, Vince. And Vince others. Mario. I don't think he's going to mention um, names, Lynn. <laughs> well, yeah. you just, I just did. Uh, yes, this you is just did. This is this. <laughs> yes. But uh, listen, I'm just going to put it out there for uh, everybody. We're, we're, a lot of us are guilty of uh, reusing passwords. If you use like Google Chrome and you go to a site and it passes up with a password warning that this password is uh, compromised, it means that somewhere it's out there on the interwebs. Um, mm -hmm. I've had that happen to me. Go and change it because we're guilty of reusing passwords with, Perfect, yeah. with emails. So those combinations are dangerous. If I'm, the service you're using has two-factor authentication, use it. Because... Uh, I'm seriously considering considering changing browsers to like Vivaldi. I've never even heard of it. Hey, by, by the way, two-factor fa two, two authentication works. I usually keep my cell phone with me. They're really good about... Changing, you're changing a password. We're going to text you a number, message number, just enter it in there. And I just have my phone there, beep, beep, enter it. Guess what? If somebody steals your account, they can't do that. They don't have right. your phone. So, two factor right. authentication is excellent. Now, if you don't have your phone with you, you're screwed. <laughs> if you, so, if you're going to do two factor, definitely keep your phone with you. I go on the Google Password Manager because I can usually not remember where I, you know, the ones I've been to and look it up. And it's like 131 compromised passwords. Oh, crap. Does that mean I have to go back and change each and every one of them? Oh, boy. Which I'm not going to. So, folks. Yes, sir. Glenn. Do, 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 do. Stay Enjoy on target. Yeah, stay on target. Um, not us. Not me. Not me. Not it. Not it. But, uh, no, it's, it, I, I've seen it popping up on, on, on Facebook. And, and listen, if, if they, they can either go in and just you know, post as you. Some of them mm -hmm. just go in and they, they, they do posts like they're trying to like, I know what I'll do. 
I'll sell my pornography links this way. Oh boy, yeah. But others go in and they try to like you know delete communities and stuff like that. So just just be careful. Oh, great. The shit. I the will. shit's out there. The shit's out there. Um, I will. I will. I will. Uh, as we were talking about before we kicked the show off, we we are in we much burn the show. We're in a COVID world these days. And uh, don't remind it, me. Well, it's hard to not be reminded. You know, it's like, oh gee, I guess if I want to get fast food for uh, dinner, I have to call Uber Eats, and uh, it's like mm, I gotta put my mask over me, make a doctor's appointment. It's like now, remember when you come to your doctor's appointment, call the office and tell us you're there, and then sit in your car in the parking lot until we tell you to come in. You know what drives me crazy about the whole COVID thing? Why did they make it so freaking hard to get a COVID test if they're so worried about it? Well, now it's easy to get a COVID test in New York. Yeah, but where? Oh, multiple hospitals. I mean, I bet we we called around and it's like, okay, we have to make an appointment and it's going to take about four days. It's tougher here, um, uh, Eric. We've had Texas and Oklahoma. I mean, you 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 can wait in line hours to get a to get a test here. Oh, that's how it was. Of a free test, a free test. Now, if you want to pay for it, you can you know you can go to the front line, so to speak. But yeah, if you want a free test, yeah, it's it's going to cost you. I don't mind paying for it, but. Well, I never paid for it in my life, but that's not that. But ooh, ow. I was oh, ow. But when I went to the gallbladder thing, I had to go in like the day I did the day before, and they have the results right away. It's like, why can't you do that all the time? Listen, <laughs> I, I've been I've been uh, tested for COVID three times now. First time uh, when I was, had pneumonia was at Elmhurst Hospital. Uh, two, literally two weeks to the day before they had eighteen people die in twenty four hours. And they took out the. Uh, now this is not being said to be, uh, mm. you know, racist, but they took out the chopsticks, but they were longer than any chopsticks I ever saw. Stuck them up by the my nose till like, you were scraping my <laughs> fucking throat. And then they went I in cuffed, and scraped my throat. I cuffed Jeez. all over. They just did the the, the long Q tips up my nose, but I think I coughed all over the person doing it because. I was I was sitting there, you know, like this, and they stick it up my boat. <coughs> yeah, yep. well, then when I went back, when I had the congestive heart failure, they did it in that ER, and then when I had to go back for the last procedure, I had to go back the Friday before that Monday so they could do the COVID testing to make sure right. I wasn't going to have COVID tail. Uh, I had COVID all over the table. No. Tested three times, still negative. Thank the Lordy. Lottie, okay. Lottie, Lottie. Uh, yes. I just think it's funny someday you're gonna talk about your 2020, how you were sick all the time. Yep. Oh, well, Grandpa, Grandpa Eric, you—that's because you had COVID, right? I'm like, no, I, I never had COVID. I just had everything else in the book, but I didn't yeah. have COVID. That's the one thing I, I didn't have. I, I, I said, screw the COVID. Let me go for a trifecta. Oh, uh, if only. <laughs> I, I haven't done the trifecta. I've only got placed in. Uh, well, let's see. Let's see. Uh, Carl Reiner died of old age. Charlie Daniels had a stroke. Enrico Moroni died from a fall. And then you look at those and you go, oh, thank God it wasn't COVID. Yeah. <laughs> Too much. Yeah. 
I, I didn't know that Moroni he died of a fall. I didn't. I did not know yeah, so that. I, lo- I looked it up on oh. on, uh, on Wikipedia. It says complications from a fall. It was ninety something. So yeah, if you fall when well, you're ninety, yeah, well, yeah, and it's like everybody's like, Carl Rogers dead. It's a dude. He was ninety eight. Okay, yes. he had he had a good run. You know, it's not a tra- it's not a tragic death at that point. It's, no, it's, it's yeah, thumbs up, man. You kicked ass. It's not yeah, a tragic you death. You got that late. Oh yeah, you done did well. Reiner seemed like he was in a. Reiner seemed like he was in. It's just uh, faculties for up till the end too. I, I I never heard any words that he was a uh, had dementia or yeah. Alzheimer's. So yeah, he was, he was still hanging in there. You you are right. It's like it's like Rickles. Rickles was sharp to the end. Oh God, man, yes, man. God Almighty, freaking hilarious. He's still hilarious. I mean, he slowed down a lot, but he still would come up with it, and it's like wow, this. Brain never never rests. Okay, there we go. So I'm gonna be I'm gonna be McLaughlin report here. Oh. All right. <laughs> Rickles comes back today. Does he have a career? Glenn Hallstrom. Does Don Rickles have a career nowadays? Yes or no? What are you a dummy? What are you a dummy? Of course he does. You're wrong. Does Don Rickles have a career now? Insult comedian. Does he have a career now or not? Uh, no, because he is going to get me too. In like two seconds. He's exactly, gonna... he's finished. Finish this first he was doing... Yeah, but I watched. I liked. I watched like Letterman clips in twenty sixteen or whatever the hell before he t- retired, and nobody was calling him on it because he was grandfathered in by then. I'm talking about brand new. Yeah, he, he was. He back. was. Oh, okay. But, oh, okay. Imagine okay. Don Rickles, age thirty. I mean, he's got. He's got. A, he's got. A, he got a clip of him on Letterman with Denzel Washington sitting next to him. Who asked to be be out there when he was out there just to get insulted on YouTube? Yeah, it's on YouTube. Oh, he doesn't insult him; he insults uh, Letterman the whole time. Oh no, but he no, no, but he he turned to Letterman. He said, said, "He goes to Letterman. What is he going to clean up?" (laughs) You know. Also says talking to Tensel because he can do something for my career. You can't do anything for me. Yeah. It's hilarious. If you get a chance, it's on YouTube. Watch. It's hilarious. And Denzel is absolutely no, about ready to roll on the floor the whole time. Denzel is laughing so hard. But you know, yeah, he's, he, It's great. It, he does a great job. There are... Listen, Seinfeld, what? The, the greatest sitcom of all time. Yeah. It, it, was, it was one of the earlier sitcoms to have an episode... Permanently pulled. Do you guys remember the episode? Uh, no, I don't. The no, I masturbation Oh, I forgot. That has yes. not been on. I, I haven't seen it in a long time. I guess that makes that, sense. That guy pulled, that pulled from rotation. I don't know if it's on. I figured they pulled the suit, the suit Nazi at some point because you think about it. Suit Nazi. Yeah, you know, I remember uh, I was caught before I was a sergeant. I my 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 captain with his lighters broke. Sent me to get his car cleaned at the car wash, and he's like, "Lad, you drive it through the car wash." I'm like, "Well, no, you know, you bring it to the car wash, and they put on that little track, and it kind of drives itself." I don't want no motherfucker going in my car, but you. Why? When I seen Seinfeld, they all fucking smell. Go, oh, everybody that works in a car wash, I'm like. <laughs> I'm like, okay, uh, well, I couldn't, you know. They're going back to the turn of the century, right? We're going back 20 oh, years. Wow. He can make jokes like that. He, would, he cannot do that joke today. 
no, 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 no. No way. I've got a friend named I I got a friend named Eric that I game with. He's from New York City. I don't know where, but he's from New York City. I'm from California. We get along great. But he always has because you know all my accents. The only problem he the problem he has was my Irish accent because you're doing. He says you're doing stage Irish, you know, movie Irish. And I say yes, I am because it's a role playing game. He says, "Oh, you're doing the oh, I'm gonna go fuck a potato." My my I my, my Irish bartender when I was in the South Bronx in the four one had an Irish bar, literally three blocks from the precinct in the middle of the South Bronx, and uh, Bernadette, and uh, I would slip into my Irish brogue once in a while with her, and she goes, "You know, lad, that's not a brogue." That's a fucking leprechaun. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'd like. Yeah. Oh. I learned okay. how to. I, le- I learned how to do a real Irish accent. You know, you're hot mumbling like this. I learned doing that from the commit from the commitments. Just, yeah, fucking, oh. yeah. I talked about fucking fucking seagulls. A bunch of shite. <laughs> shite mm-hmm. is a great word. Shite is an awesome word. Yes, I use shite yeah, sometimes. Is. I love shite. Oh yeah, is great. You know what Don't hang hang out with uh, Irish women that are from Ireland, because my local pub has a lot of Irish women from Ireland that are bartenders. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're gonna it's hear the C word a lot. Is that what you're gonna? Oh my god! Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. And you, and you, oh, you can use it back to them, and they don't blink an eye. But you step yep. out of the right. fucking pub, oh, and you boy. use it, yeah. and it's just like. Oh wait, I can't use them. I know an Irish girl, and yep, that was every word out of her mouth was that, which was shocking. By, by the way, last me. by the way, last week audition for the young couple got nothing. They did not catch me at all. Didn't get Murray. Um, you couldn't even get Murray. I couldn't even get Murray because oh. you know I'm the kind of I'm 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 Mister New York around around the theater. You want a guy with a New York accent? You call me. Because, you know, that's why I go audition for stuff like Neil Simon plays. So I, mm-hmm. so I can do that kind of stuff. Um, hey, you got Rob. You got Rob, Lynn. Yeah, I, I can't believe you couldn't get the odd couple. I, I already played Murray once. So It was Rob. You seem like Murray to me. That's what I'm saying. I just, Everybody. I, I, I stereotyped that. you as Murray. I'm sorry. Everybody says that. Yep. Yeah. Should be a perfect Murray. Dang it. Well, I'm sorry about that. I play gangbusters. I could do all the accents, all the all those accents. Bro. Hey, Italian accent. Do you have one? Italian? Yeah. Can you do Italian? What? 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 What do you want? You want a Chico Marx one? What do you want? <laughs> I, I get this scumbag over here. Do do the Tony Soprano thing or what? <laughs> I just I just saw Duck Soup again the other day. That was that just made me laugh when you said the oh. <laughs> Chico one. <laughs> no what the pretzels. No what to sell the pretzels. Oh, God. <laughs> That's a one smart dog. You know, he went out of a bird with the pole. I'll bet the dog got to the pole first. <laughs> I don't think Grouch I don't think Grouch would work now too. Groucho was was a little no. bit sexist a little bit sexist. I hate, and racist. I hate, okay, okay, my pet peeve is the movies, I, in hate, the movies. I hate playing the they couldn't make that today game. That started with me with Blazing Saddles. Oh, God. You couldn't make Blazing Saddles, Of course you couldn't, but we got it, so shut up. 
I don't see fair any reason. Saddles joke was that I, uh, even if they get away everything they did in like even they get away with everything Bill Brooks did in that, it still wouldn't be good as a remake. No, the original is just too funny. The um, I want to say it's a Babylon Bee had a had a satirical article. They said uh, <laughs> coming out with a with a with a new re, new um brand new version of Blazing Settles. It's a mm-hmm. it's all a new you know basically it's one of those redone versions. Um, <laughs> it's premiering tonight at seven o'clock. It runs seven o'clock through seven o seven p.m. <laughs> <laughs> What's that kind of all fitting material? The movie's gonna be yeah. seven minutes long. Uh, that's about that's about right. Yep, seven minute long oh movie. Well, it's, it's funny because I saw something on YouTube uh, over the weekend about Blazing Saddles, and apparently uh, Mel Brooks thought he had a perfect contract. He did not want this, uh, the move the, the the producers of the movie, whatever MGM or it was, making it a Blazing Saddles without him. And he, Warner, Warner Brother, Warner Brothers, Warner Brothers, Warner Brothers. So he put into the contract that uh, they could only do another movie if they produced a TV series first. <laughs> they did a so, pilot. No, oh. they did, you know, not only did they do a pilot called Bad Bart, they did four Black, seasons. Black they Bart, what? Black Bart, but they just never aired them. But they did four seasons. I and, did see the pilot. I remember some. Pilot. Yeah, I, I saw part of the pilot. Um. Who was uh, oh God? Uh, Gosset was the uh, was the lead. Lou Gosset and uh, uh, the Polish guy from, from Barney Miller was. Oh Joe yeah, Ma- yeah. Ma- Ma- uh, I know who you're talking about. It was, it was Wojo. Wojo. Wojo was the uh, straight guy, and I'm just like, I mean, the pilot looked. He was, he was the Gene Wilder. Looked pretty bad, but they kept it going because they figured. This way, we have the opportunity to do a sequel, and then they realized, wow, we can't really do a sequel, can we? Because we'll never it wasn't Mojo. It was, but it was a Barney Miller. It was Steve Landisberg. Steve Landisberg. Oh, that's Steve right. Landisberg. I just because looked it up. Yeah, right. yeah, I was. Yeah. That was the closest thing you can get to G. Wild. Steve Landisberg. Oh yeah. 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 I love. I love his deadpan. Deadpan. Well, you're, I, I did not know the story. I'm absolutely shocked. Yeah, many more episodes were filmed. After Spot never aired because the studio was contract obligated to make them in order to keep the rights blazing sales. I did have not heard the story. This is wild. Wow. I, 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 haven't, I, I haven't heard it either, so that makes two of us. Folks, you listen you listen to Talking Crit? Learn. You learn. It's educational. By the way, so, did it you, is. Yes, fine. It's amazing. By, by the way, you know what I found out today? You know, you know Steve Jackson's tune, right? Yes. The role-playing game. You know, there's another cartoon yeah. role-playing game out there. It's called Toonzy. Really? You can buy right. it on Amazon. It's like thirty bucks. I've got the PDF, and uh-huh. I haven't looked at it yet. But I know something. I mean, it's got all the all the dice plus a few more. Plus they throw in some like DC dice, like D14s or something. Oh, like that. that's just. Uh, I'll stick with my tune, please. Oh, I just want to look at it, oh, but I love the artwork. God, the artwork's so great. It's, so t- it's more tootie the tune. I loved it. But I'm going to look at it and see if there's anything worth see if there's anything worthwhile yeah. in there. Hey, are, are, are we coming back and, and doing this in two weeks? Two weeks? I'm game. I thought I, 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 I Let me throw it I'm gamey. Do we get to pimp products now? This is our pimp product section. Yeah, this, 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 this is the pimp time. 
So Mike, uh, you can pimp first. Okay. I think I pimped this already, but I'm going to pimp it again. Um, we're getting to come back for Swords of Wizardry Light. Uh, I've sent out quite a few packets. I got more packets. Anybody wants one, just uh, email me or contact me through Discord or Facebook, and I will get you a packet. But uh, uh, I had a lot of positive feedback. To um, I posted a, a I went through and posted a list of first level alternative first level spells, alternative second level spells. Uh, I posted the the monster. I, I had a tome of Lord's Light. We published one, but we never published two and three. I published two. It's up on the, uh, the Facebook page. Um, just the magic potions. I've done quite a bit. So doing the next few weeks is I'm going to start an online campaign for Swords of Mystery Light. I have a whole campaign plan. I have a campaign setting. Wow. I have a which I think is a very well-written adventure by Simon Forster for mm -hmm. Adventure Conqueror King that he wrote about 10 years ago that I have converted to Swords of Wizard Life. Very easy to convert. Um, I'm going to run this online campaign. Um, so if you have any idea about Swords of Wizardry, it takes uh, mm -hmm. experience a regular way for every um, level. For, for the first two levels, you go up. Uh, how, how would you put it? So you basically, you go up a level. Every adventure you go on, to level. What is it? You you survive two sessions. You come you up. Level so two. Survive three sessions. You go third level. Four sessions. Fourth right. level. So I, I have the campaign I have planned. It, it's leaf. It's highly lethal. You can die very easily. Mm -hmm. it kind of a it's kind of a mega dungeon concept. Back when they were doing the one page dungeon, this is kind of modeled after that. But I have a setting and I have an adventure world plan for. The world, and so I'm giving a shot online for people who want to try to learn as you like. Maybe some it's very easy to play with your kids to play with people that have never played RPGs before. Um, it's just it's one of the easiest but most fun games. Uh, my grandkids love this the system. Um, good, I'm gonna try to run a campaign, which which is it seemed like it's tough. So, so I go towards Wizard Light by, by five adventures, you should be down to you should be up to third level. Which is the highest source of wizardry light goes. So if we we still like it past that, we're going to switch up to continual light. Up to continual light, which is Eric's creation there, along with source of wizardry light. That's his last three up to seven, correct? Yes, and it's uh, not past seven, but not level eight. There's like well, you, can, you can survive extra adventures and either buy a hit point or buy a bonus, right? Or an extra spell, right. or or. <clears throat> Or just jump to Swords of Wizardry. Yeah, oh. yeah, but I want to see how long I can take it. Like I said, I want something very light, easy to play, fun. Uh, we're not get too involved in it. It's just going to be. I, I'm going to see if what I what, what I can come up with because I, I I've written a lot of extra rules. I don't know if they work yet. I don't know if some of the spells are going to work. I don't know if the monsters will work. So we're we're going to do this and we're going to see if it works and kind of like learning by adventuring. We're going to see. Right. And then you never know. I, I've actually had a lot of positive feedback with Zach by... I was told at one point we're not going to publish any more Swords of Wizardry Light material because what we have is enough. We've done it. We've done it. It's done. Let's just we're gonna go from there. And um, I'm just trying to get uh, something else published. I, I still have my idea for my adventures. And by the way, if you get a packet, I have a photocopy of my adventure, Lair of the Cautious Mage, which is a beginning adventure Swords of Wizardry Light. I have two more adventures, and, the, and one of the most positive things about the um, sending out packets is that I've gotten a lot of positive feedback about my adventure. 
raspy where my other two veterans are. So I'm, I'm very encouraged by that. And I am writing those and I will have those done pretty quick. Okay. We'll have at least, at least three veterans for Swords Reserve. Cool. That's okay. my Okay. My, my pimp is always going to be listen to Radio Grog Nerd every day on Anchor. And Zippo's Hammer, I don't know where. But since I don't have, there's really, I don't have any projects on my own, but I usually pimp other people. I'll pimp because all the stuff I want to pimp, the, like Kickstarters are done and all this. But the one, one big one I want to pimp is Eric Lutz, uh Survive This Fantasy, which is going to deliver in November. Then after that, he's, he's going to be selling them. And if they're anything like Visual City or Zombies or the other one he did, it's going to be a great fantasy, fantasy system based on the same engine. So that's Eric Blow, Blow Games, sort uh, survived this fantasy. I'm looking forward to that. And the artwork is great, of course. Nice. That's All right, yeah, I, I, I'm going to do a pimp that I could have done. Uh, Necromantic <clears throat> Games, a.k.a. Frog Guard Games, a.k.a. Bill Webb, kicked the Kickstarter off today. Tome Ooh, of yeah. Alchemy, Magic Item, and Potion Creation. Yes. It's technically 4 or 5e and Pathfinder 1e. So it's uh, basically it's a fuck you to Pathfinder 2. I didn't say that. But um, it's also oh. system neutral stuff, so it's sort of reusable. So long as you just ignore things like, you know, skill rolls and stuff. There's a lot of stuff right. that you can use for it. Uh, it has a goal of uh, 15K. It's already at 8,200 in about, I'm going to say, six hours' time, which is pretty impressive for the first save of computer. So, uh, again, Tome of Alchemy, Magic Item, and Potion Creation for 5e. Give it a look. I'll probably post tomorrow on the cool. blog. Uh, folks, uh, this very podcast is now available on YouTube. Those of you who just don't want to listen on your podcast, sorry, you can get a visual, but it won't be a video. Hey, you said that this, was, said this wasn't going to be a video. It isn't, but there is going to be a video. Ah. video. It's going to be a static okay. video, non-video. Okay, it got be- it. Oh, Eric, before I go, uh, just, just, a quick, just a quick note about Kickstarter and stuff. I got another message for the guy who's doing YAR today. You know, I got the message. He, said, he's, he says, I'm still working on it, and here's the cover. Ta-da. Oh, I did see that. Yeah, the cover was like, yeah, okay. Rainbows but, and ponies. Yeah, that's all I know about YAR now, so. Yeah, we'll see. I, I wasn't impressed either. But that's <laughs> neither here nor there. It's neither oh. YAR nor there. Oh, YAR, YAR, YAR. Oh, ouch. Yes, yes, so, yes, yes, yes. Ouch. Uh, still in that COVID pandemic time. Use your common sense. Uh, you know your state. You know your rules. Be safe. Be well. Uh, I'm speaking for myself when I say this, but God bless. Uh, and uh, hopefully I will talk with you all tomorrow. The rest of us as a group should be back in two weeks, which would make it oh, yeah. July 22nd. Until I see you again, folks, keep the dice warm. Keep the dice warm. Where would you put Storing your armpits. Uh-huh. Oh, no, no, no. No? You know, if you, if you uh-huh. click solid. That's my, that's my standard, that's my standard, like, 
Even you, can, you can beat your dice with, with solid uh, durin, you know. Mm. No? Okay, we'll have, have a, we'll have a dice discussion next time. All right. Be good. Bye-bye. Yeah,